هاي كيفكم؟ اوكي ان شاء الله اليوم عندي لايف مع دكتور سيباك هذا من اشهر الدكاتره عالميا شخصيه جدا معروفه ومن اهم الدكاتره اللي في فرنسا ولندن مشهور في عالم التجميل اليوم هنتكلم عن سكين كير ذا ايجينج بروسيس التجميل البروسيدرز اللي ينصح فيها فاتمنى انه تحضروا اليوم اللايف لانه فعلا فعلا انا مره متحمسه انه هذا الدكتور هيكون موجود هو من اشهر الدكاتره في, في يعني في اوروبا تقدروا تقولوا معروف انه هو هي ديفايز ايج انه هو بيسكلي يخليك شكلك يكون مره صغير هنتكلم بالانجليزي طبعا هلو هاي دكتور هاو ار يو هاي ندى هاو ار يو I'm good. It's so good to see you. It's such an honor to have you on my platform, honestly. Fine. Can we make it the sound a bit louder? Sorry, I just have a problem with the sound. No, it's fine. It's fine. I can hear you perfectly. Ah, okay. Fine. Fine. Perfect. How are you? I'm all fine, darling. In London. Perfect. Nice. How's, uh, you're still in lockdown, right? Uh, sort of semi-lockdown, yes. Sort of. The shops are open. The restaurants are open. Semi-lockdown, yeah. Yeah. By the way, I, I wanted to tell you that uh, I started my skin routine of anti-aging with your products. So oh, this is the first time I Yeah, really. And a lot of Saudis that I know always come to your clinic and I never got the chance to come, but I started with your products at least. So when the flights open, I'm definitely going to be coming. You're most welcome, darling. Most welcome. Uh, you have a lovely face. Just... You don't need me. You look wonderful. Well, thank you so much. I'm 37. I need to come. It's time. <laughs> it's okay. It's the right age to, for maintenance. Yeah. Doctor, I wanted to first introduce you to um, my followers and to everyone. As you, you are very well known in Saudi Arabia and in the Middle East already. Um, thank you. I know you got your medical doctorate from France in 1979. I did my research. And then you started off your career in Los Angeles from 85 to 88, right? Before, I opened my first clinic in Paris in 1982. Mm -hmm. And I, for three years, then I went to LA, 85, 88. Then I came back to Paris, then 92, 93, opened in London too. So I like to move. Yeah. So I want to talk to first about how did you find your calling as a doctor? How did you want to know, how did you know you wanted to be a, a dermatologist, like not a, a plastic surgeon? How did that start? Plastic surgeon, I'm more plastic surgeon. I'm not dermatologist. I know yeah, everybody calls me dermatologist. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a qualified dermatologist. I'm a proper qualified plastic surgeon, head and neck yeah. surgery. Um, that's my, I think I found my way naturally. I have an eye for details, I have an eye for beauty, I have an eye for art. Uh, I think naturally came naturally for me. I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to do plastic surgery. And I was in a very interesting environment in Paris, in a great hospital, Hospital Foch, very popular for aesthetic surgery, reconstructive surgery with the famous Professor Tessier. So it depends on the environment also where you are, you know, it depends. True. So uh, amazing plastic surgeon in the hospital I was working, so it's like a, You feel very enthusiastic about following these guys and learning. And it was the old-fashioned way, the old French school of medical and surgery. The old-fashioned way. I mean, you really learn. They say Sorry. that you basically make uh, people, you change skin. You, you change the, how people look. Um, you take them back in time. You have a very good uh, name in the market that you defy age. And that you always talk about the, age, the aging maintenance. Please tell us about yes. the aging maintenance. 
Yeah, I, I, I coined this concept a long time ago. As, as I say, I started as a young plastic surgeon in 1982. I was qualified, so I was with my knife, trying to do facelift, nose job, and I did surgery to everybody. And at the time, let's put, because for the young generation, I don't think that they, they really understand what's going on. And the revolution ha what happened in the last 40 years, because they seem, they're all on Instagram, tweaking everything they like to, they think it's normal. But if you remember, in the early 80s, we had only surgery, nothing else, nothing else. No skincare, well, skincare, no cosmeceuticals, no cosmetical, no cosmetic medical procedures. We had nothing, just like. So for the woman, woman used to look quite old at 50 already. 50 was like an old woman. So, and the only option was facelift. But were you doing facelift on what? On very bad skin, sun damage, not moisturized, not maintained, not fed properly. No Botox, no fillers, nothing. So it's like worn-out women used to come, very saggy, sun damage, smoking, sunburn, I mean, no sunscreen, nothing. So it was like uh, serious. And my, I said to myself, why don't we prevent all that? Why don't we act earlier? And I had this concept of aging maintenance, but it was a fulfilling prophecy at the time because we had nothing to do that. So I started working around this, and we, there was a French doctor, was the first one who was doing vitamin injection, we call that the skin boosters, that's what we call skin booster. Now at the time was vitamin injection. He was the first one to do that next door to my office in Paris. I got interested into it, and we got some serum from Switzerland. It was a pioneering job. You had to, to go everywhere to find where you could find some products. We had the placenta. We had only so many weird things at the time. Nothing was collected as now. And we, don't have, we didn't have any uh, cosmetic uh, congress, nothing. It was just really pioneering. People have to keep that in mind. It was like you working on your, on your side. And then, thank God, we had been early 90s, the first collagen injection coming from America was Zyderm, Zyplast. So I used to go to LA, bring back my Zyderm, Zyplast. It was like a very I superficial uh, treatment for lines, but it was quite interesting. You, we, it was collagen injection, with no hyaluronic acid as now, so you had to do tests, uh, allergic tests, people were allergic. So, and it was very interesting because and as a cosmetic surgeon, I was doing also lines. And I remember all my colleagues were quite, uh, of course, very, when I used to, in operating theater, chatting with my partners, I said, oh, we heard that you're doing lines, you're a charlatan. So I was a charlatan. <laughs> it's interesting when you see how many doctors on this planet are going into cosmetic medical procedures. In early 90s, you were called a charlatan. So it's very interesting to see how life and history changes and the concept. So I carried on on my uh, concept of aging maintenance while I was doing surgery, of course. And doing surgery is a very good training because you know exactly what you're doing. You understand the face, the bone, because I used to do reconstructive surgery. And so we worked on the bone, the muscle, the, everything. So, and luckily, luckily, I was in France and we had the guy who almost invented the liposuction, Dr. Illouz, Dr. Fournier. So we were starting, uh, okay, collagen injection, then fat injection. We, start, we started 
having this idea, the concept of volumizing the face, who was also a very interesting concept because the facelift is a 2D, is not a 3D work. Yeah. So all these facelifts had this reputation of the tunnel wind look, you know, very cool, very flat, very narrow, because we didn't know at the time how to manage the volume, because you lose volume, so it's very important to restore the 3D, the volume. And all this was brand new, so every time it was new, every time we had to adjust between lifting, plumping, taking fat, fat suction, fat reinjection, it was very interesting. And Luckily also, we had the Botox coming in the 90s, early 90s, 92, 93. So I was really very, very first doctor in, in France and in England to inject Botox. It was like a revolution. And it, it was an interesting revolution at that time because in the same time Botox came, in the world of surgery, we started the keyhole surgery. You know, the ponytail lift, all these things are quite popular now. You know, you do the keyhole, you go with the tube, you pull everything, what they call the ponytail lift. Started in 1994, 1995, in the same time. So I used to train for this keyhole surgery. And especially the main goal of this keyhole was to lift the forehead, to do a brow lift, forehead lift. But when Botox came, I said, oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I doing this surgery now? I mean, it's so drastic, it's so rough, it's so violent. People were numb, it's a difficult surgery, it takes hours. And I said, I got this magic injection within five minutes. Five days later, I see the patient, I said, oh my God, is it possible? I was dreaming. It was a shock for me. Even for a doctor, it was a shock. I, I, you could get this result within, like this. So my career, it was a turning point for my career. When I got this Botox, I became so popular with Botox because I was the, one of the very, very first one, not only to do a lot of Botox, but to reduce the price of the Botox injection. I make it really popular. They give me this nickname of King of Botox, whatever, it's funny. And, <laughs> but it's really changed my career, I've become like a Botox dealer, you know? <laughs> it's very interesting. And from this moment, the concept of cosmetic medical procedure started taking over the concept of surgery. From this moment, we had, and then we've been lucky, we had uh, in early 2005, uh, we had the hyaluronic acid, so we didn't need to do tests anymore, less allergic reaction. And in 2005, we, between 2000 and 2005, we used to do lots of fat injection. We didn't have the volumizing filler at the time. The hyaluronic acid was just to fill the line. So I, Juvederm at the time was French. It's a French company. Before being bought by the American, it was a French company. And I remember talking with the, the owner of the Juvederm. I say, Try, give me something, give me something I try to volumize. I'm fed up of this fat injection because it's a long process, it's always asymmetrical, we need to readjust, we need the second operation. It's a bit heavy. Yeah, because the fat doesn't graft symmetrically on both sides. So you never know. So it's too much, you never know how much you're gonna graft when you do fat injection. You never know, you can graft 20%, 50%, 80%. So you do overcorrection expecting 50%, but you don't know. And the both sides doesn't, Graph the fat the same way. It's a bit tricky. It's a bit tricky. So you don't have the precision. You don't. You don't. It's not what what you see is what you get. You have to wait. You have to wait like three months, four months, and then you do 
touch up and everything. So it was a bit, okay, very efficient because it's natural ingredients, natural fat. But it was just not so easy, no practical, no lunchtime treatment, you know what I mean? So the concept was also to, because the concept of a cosmetic medical procedure has to be clear for young doctors. If you have to bruise the patient to make them staying at home is a downtime of 10 days, you better do surgery sometime, you know? You can't bruise people. It was meant to be light, easy, in and out, no downtime, no side effect, easy. That's, that's the main goal of this cosmetic medical procedure. Sure. So, and I, this, uh, so the guy from the, the, the Juvederm company gave me a few samples of hyaluronic acid. He said, I got some in my lab, high viscosity, you should try. That's the way we create the Voluma, the famous Voluma from Juvederm. It was the first hyaluronic acid to volumize the face. So we create this one. And then immediately, just after that, they sold the company to the American people. That's fine. And uh, Matt Rolland, uh, there was also Matt Rolland from Restylane at the same time. So that changes the whole thing, the volumizing of the face. I insist on that because it went a bit too far, this volumizing concept. Then I create also, I create, from the concept of fat injection, we used to use cannula, right? So I create the, the, the technique with the cannula, flexible cannula, with one of my friends, he created the magic needle, and we create this, so we create the first technique, I call that at the time dream sculpture, it was an acronym, dream, it's trying to be a bit marketing concept, but dream used to mean like deep remodeling, elevation and augmentation of the master, that was the, the concept of dream sculpture, that was the idea, already first to revolumize and second to sculpt the face, sculpture. So, because it's a different concept. Surgery is one thing, remodeling the face with fillers, with this and that, you become a sculptor. Whether you use threads now, which I love, or whether you use uh, material to revolumize, because it's not only hyaluronic acid, there's different products, you become a sculptor, it's face sculpting, it's totally different. And if you have an eye for face sculpting, it's not the same eye that for face surgery. You don't, you don't see things the same way, you know? So you need to adjust your sight or your brain or your hands to your brain with this concept of sculpting, which you use your finger more than instruments. Because when you put the pillars on this and that, you have to sculpt, to shape this and that, you have to adjust, okay? Especially if you put threads now, you need to adjust the right length, make it symmetrical, so it's quite interesting. So do you prefer do you prefer threads and sculpting or do you prefer the filler with Botox? What, what's your preference? Or it depends on the age of the woman. For me, they are tools. They're just tools. That's, the, the, the problem is with young doctors, some of young doctors, they know to, how to do, they learn only one thing. So they try to tend to do only one thing because they know. You need to know how to use everything. You need to be uh, e flexible with threads, with volumizers, with Botox, with machine, with tightening. We have tools. Then we use this tool accordingly to the person because what we do, I think, is not a standard job, is a bespoke, personalized, tailored job. Now, that's my big problem with the young generation. They want to be someone else. That's not my thing, okay? So when they come, I want to look like this one. I. I Okay, that, that shocked me because I, my concept is everyone is 
individual, it's personal, it's unique, and I try to keep that. So that is the concept, and we go back to what we said, that the concept is, what do you want? You can have both, of course, you can have aging maintenance, or you have beautification. It's not exactly the same world. It's yeah. been a very difficult, very difficult for journalists to capture this concept, you know, because they, they, they still don't understand the, the, change, the difference between aging maintenance and beautification. Aging maintenance is what? You're 37, you're beautiful, right? Fine. You are going to age, basic, nothing new. It's not a school. Yeah. But you would like to say as you are as long as possible. And you have the perfect age, because I say for me, it's very difficult to keep a 20, 25-year-old face. Why? Because you're going to have children, mostly. Most of women have children, not all of them, but most of women. When you have children, you can see, I don't know if you have children, but your face changes. Okay? Your face is drained. Some people put on weight, lose weight. And you lose this puppy fat, and you lose this puppy face. And, and you I have the woman. Yes, everything changes in a way. And you have the, what I call the woman's face. Not the baby face anymore, the woman's face. And it's a beautiful face. It's my favorite face, okay? So assume that by 35, you have finished with the children. Okay, you're done with the children, the pregnancies. So from this uh, state, I want to keep this 35-year-old face, okay? This is the one I prefer. And it's quite interesting. If you look at pictures of you, uh, 20, 25, 30, 35, and you're 60, you, you would prefer the 30, 35. Usually it's the, the, the best one. Usually. Usually. It's one of the best ones. So my goal is not to keep the 25-year-old face. I can keep the 35-year-old face. That's aging maintenance. From this base, from this base, I can work and maintain you on a long, 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 long way, up to 70, 80. If we work, that's aging maintenance. Aging maintenance is restoring, is restoration. But you have to, to see your cosmetic doctor two or three times a year. We adjust a bit of this, a bit of that, little tweaks, da, da, da. Very important is you keep your weight steady. That's very important. You take, as I said to my patient, you take care of your body, I take care of your face. Of course, I do body treatment. <laughs> but it's a, no, it's a partnership. It's a partnership. It's a teamwork. It's a teamwork. I can keep your face, you watch out your body, which means you do a bit of exercise and you keep the same weight if you can, as long as you can. I remember I know Cindy Crawford, the top model for a long, long time, since she was 27. I used to, whatever, work with her. And, and she said to me, after she had a baby, and, and so she said, the best advice you gave me that I kept all my life is keep your weight steady. Whatever happened, keep your weight steady. So important because all this yo-yo diet, this ups and down, is seriously damaging the body and the face. And especially the face because people don't understand one thing, the fat on your face, the fat cells on your face are not the same as the fat cells in your body. Which means if you lose too much weight, sometimes you can destroy your fat cells on your face, definitely, never on the body, unfortunately for some women. That's the story come from, you have to certain age, you have to keep the body or the face, da, 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 da. this famous Chanel, Coco Chanel sentence, which is not available anymore. It's uh, obsolete now, because you can keep the face, you can keep the body. We have so many treatments, it's not a problem. But that's very important. If you can keep your natural volume on your face, it's very important. And you can maintain. Now, the second part of this 
tools, you can do beautification. Okay, that's fine. As far as this beautification is made with threads, is made with dissolvable fillers, it's fine. That, that's the new trend. The young generation, they want to enhance cheeks, nose, lips. Okay, fine, no problem. It's nice. For some girls, it's very nice. I, I don't mind this. But in terms of aging maintenance and beautification, you have to understand the subtle balance. People use too much fillers, for example. Far too much fillers. Why? Because you need to restore the volume of your face when you age. Doesn't mean you need to increase the volume of your face. I don't see the point of increasing the volume of your face. Now, you have three layers. You have skin, you have fat, and you have muscle. These three layers are going to age at a different pace for different reasons. Skin, and it's all the same. Skin is genetic, lifestyle, mechanical. Uh, that's why we use Botox. Fat depends on your diet. You put on weight, you lose weight. Da, 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 da. Muscle is gravity. It comes a bit later. It comes around 45, 50. So all of these layers are going to age at a different pace. We need to assess these three, these three layers, and we need to have treatment for these three layers. It's a phase. It's a volume. It's just, just. That's why the dermatologists have always had a problem for many years. They're always thinking that the aging phase was only the skin. It's not. Is the skin, is the fat, is the muscle, and the bone. So everything has to be taken in consideration when you look at the face. And same way, if you are a woman like you, 37, for example, you assess the face, every woman your age will have a weak point. For genetic reason, for lifestyle, whatever. Some will be the skin, some will lose the volume, some start already sagging at 37. So you need to focus on that weakness. Everybody has a weakness. Sometimes it's going to be the droopy eyelids, whatever. So you need to focus on that and follow that. Okay? And the rest you maintain. You just maintain. That's it, simple. So it's a balance. It's a subtle balance. And beautification is different, but sometimes they go too far. Okay, tooth issues, trendy issues. As far as it's done with dissolvable products, that's fine. We can have fun. It's no problem. To be honest, I liked what you said. I was watching one of your lives the other day and you were talking about the genetic aging and then the lifestyle aging process and the mechanical aging process. I really liked how you put it into three. You said that aging has three categories. That's the way it works. And that was very interesting because, you know, some people think that um, they'll get injected, then they come back, they gain 20 kilos and the face is different, uh, the way we eat. And I liked how you also said in the live that each country and each um, like you said, the Asians have less movement in their face. The Mediterraneans yes, it's have a fact. very big impressions. You're of right. So, it's so a I fact. Like, it's a fact. So like in the Middle East, for example, I find us, uh, we, we gain, like the woman after a certain age, she gains a lot of weight and she has a young face. But this affects the, the, a lot of the jaw area. But like you the, disappear, the jawline disappear, they have a double neck, of course. The double neck. This is the biggest concern. I've, even before our live now, many of the women were asking me, please ask him about the double chin. Please ask him about the eyelids. So can you give us some information on what we would suggest? Yeah, so one thing is very interesting about the Middle Eastern people in general is <laughs> the muscle of the nose are very strong. You know, if you do the bunny nose like this, you have a very strong muscle and yeah, the tip of the nose is deepening. 
So it's very interesting to do special Botox on the nose of all the Middle Eastern people. Everybody is like me, you see, very strong hair. And, and then when I smile, the tip of my nose is deep. So you stabilize. Very important to stabilize the nose muscle already. All Middle Eastern. Middle Eastern also, I don't think it's mostly the, the eyelid issues on Middle Eastern. Middle Eastern, from I know, I have so many clients from the Middle East, is the dark circle problem. It's like a morphogenetic issue for lots, lots of Middle Eastern people. They born with dark circle. You have families of Qataris, Saudis, whatever you know, they have dark circle. So for many, many years, we had no treatment for that because it's a natural thing. What is dark circle on a young woman? Dark circle on a young woman is simply the skin is too thin, translucent, and what you see, the burgundy, reddish color you see underneath, is yeah. just the muscle. Because in the eye socket, it's not like in the face. In the face, you have skin, you have fat, and then you have muscle. But in the eye socket, the anatomy is different. You have the skin, you have the, the muscle, and you have the fat. You see? So there is nothing between the skin and the muscle. Yeah. So it's a problem. And they're not aging, and they're not aging. So we have no treatment up to now. They try to do a lot of fillers, um, tear trough, and this, but it makes lots of lumps. Now we have a new interesting treatment. We have the, what we call nanofat. That could be a, a, a real breakthrough for all these young people. And we take the fat, it's the new, it, we don't inject the fat, it's different. Nanofat is different. We take the fat, they, and Middle Eastern, they're quite, it's easy, they're not anorexic in general, so it's nice. They, we can find a little bit of fat. We don't need so much, we need like uh, 20, 30, 50 mils of fat. And we break down this fat, and then we pass it through different blades to a nanoscience, and at the end, we keep a sort of liquid, liquidy soup, okay, which is full, 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 full of stem cells. Okay, so it's not fat injection, it's stem cells extracted from the fat, right? Yeah. So then we can inject that between the skin and the muscle, and it will thicken the skin, and the, the dark circle will be much, much less visible. It's a new technique, it's a new technique, and it's very, very interesting. I don't think Middle Eastern have so much upper eyelid issue, and well, I haven't noticed that. But how long uh, does it last, the, the uh, stem cells? But it's permanent. It's permanent. permanent. But wow. it's stem cells. It's stem cells. So it's your own stem cells. You inject them. So you have two layers where you can inject them. You can inject them directly into the skin. Like that, you create more collagen, so you're going to thicken the skin, or you interpose them between the skin and the muscle. Okay. That will create a, a sort of lining with stem cells, and that will help a lot. That is a major breakthrough. It's very interesting. Very interesting for the future. That, because that, up to now, up yeah. to now, it was very difficult. To get okay? rid of it. That's the one thing. Now the double chin. Double chin is, uh, let's be honest, I'm quite blunt with patients sometimes, you know, I just, there's no miracle, okay? First, sometimes you have to lose weight, make it clear, okay? There's no miracle. The people, they come say, oh, 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 okay, so what? Lose weight. 
<laughs> Stop true. with that. You can't do anything about that. You have to do something. No. And one thing people need to understand, there is a two kilos, only two kilos can really change your face. Your face change if you lose two kilos and more. But after two kilos, already you change your face. Already you change your face. Middle Eastern, like me, whatever, we men, women, we have a tendency to put weight here in the jawline, okay? So we lose our definition between the neck and the face, okay? For example, I just lost 10 kilos uh, the last six months on purpose, and I, I got my jaw back, I got my neck back, it's quite chiseled. Just wait, okay? I didn't do any procedure for that. Okay, so some people are quite lazy. They don't want to lose the weight. Or sometimes they're not fat, sometimes they're not fat, not, but they have a morphogenetic double chin. That's easy, morphogenetic double chin. So how can you dissolve the fat in the neck? Simple, few techniques. Up to now, we had liposuction, but we know liposuction can be aggressive. You lose the lining underneath the skin, so the skin is floating. The skin is lose its elasticity, so it's not nice. They have flaky skin, okay, hanging, not really nice. So you have to be more gentle, more gentle. So we have all these injection with acid desoxycholic, as you know, the fat melter, Kybella, whatever. There's different names, Aqualix, Kybella, it's all the same. Interesting, very interesting. It takes three weeks, easy, soft, gentle. It's just a progressive melting. We have the freezing machines, as you know, a lot of freezing machines. You freeze the fat, you create, you create apoptosis, which means you kill the, the fat cells, you kill it. And it's quite gentle, in fact, but you have to do one, two, three compartments sometimes because the, the, the probe is quite small, but it works. You have to do two, three sessions. Sometimes it's quite resistant for certain patients. And you have the mini lipo, of course, the mini lipo, but I will use the mini lipo in the last resort because we know the mini lipo, we do that for 20 years at least. We know the, the side effect of this mini lipo is not dangerous, but you leave the skin a bit dead Gang with a loss of elasticity or a lot of fibrous tissue is okay. If you're gentle with it, it's fine. We had at one moment the laser lipo, you know, the mini fiber you used to go into yeah. it, burn it. We have a combination. I think the software now is very interesting. Combining, I think combining, uh, we have also the ultrasound, very interesting. Ultrasound to break down the fat, Alpira, Altera machine or the, or the Korean equivalent machine, yeah. which I prefer because they're less painful, because you can control, now you have heads for the fat at six millimeter, nine millimeter, the same way we have for the body up to 13 millimeter. So we can break down the fat layer with ultrasound. We can break down the fat layer with chemical injection. We have the freezing technique. And on top, we can refirm the skin with the radio frequency and microneedling. So sometimes we combine both. Ultrasound will break down the fat, will tighten the muscle, and radio frequency with microneedling will tighten up the skin. So it's good. You can sculpt gradually. Few sessions, you can manage. Sometimes, and if the patient helps us a bit, because if she has to lose a bit of weight, if she does a teamwork, as I say, teamwork, that's fine. <laughs> could, could help. Could help. Why not? It's nice to have a teamwork. 
No, you're right. You're right. You know something? I always say I wish sometimes I lived in France because, you know, je parle français, je suis à Paris tout le temps. And it's nice oui. that you walk everywhere. You walk everywhere. In the Middle East, we drive everywhere. There's no walking. This is the biggest issue. Uh, we don't move enough. You're right. But, you know, I have my idea about this. I, I'm, I'm quite not... I, I disagree a bit on that, uh, the concept of sports. Because yeah. now the, tr the trend is 80% sports, 20% nutrition. Adam is completely wrong. I would say 80% nutrition, 20% sports. You don't need too much, so much sport. Sport is quite damaging for young women. And you can see it. Maybe Middle Eastern girl doesn't do so much sport, but we see in Europe a lot of uh, agitated women doing sports all day long, you know? So they, got, so they burn the fat so much on their face. They have amazing body and the age, the face looks 15 years older. It's not nice to see, you know, because they burn completely all the fat. So, there's no fat. They go on, they come for fillers injection. That's all they do, you know, because they, they, there's such a discrepancy between the face and the body. Even men, even men. So, okay, sports is good. Nothing against sport. Um, but not extreme. Everything in moderation, as we said. But I think the equation is wrong. I think the equation is 80% nutrition, 20% sport, and not the other way around. That's my point of view. And I think yeah. a lot of people do it the wrong way. They do sport, 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 and they eat sugar, sugar, sugar. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. Honestly, it doesn't work like that. Physiologically, it doesn't work like that. Okay, but I'm totally, I mean, for me, it's completely wrong. And that's a trend today. That's what you see. They're all in the gym, they're pushing, da 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 TRX, the T. Cool down. Cool down, yes. And eat properly. Be careful what you eat. Because, you know, we have this virus problem at the moment, and, and maybe people are going to think about something called immune system, right? And it's quite important. As say, you see people with uh, pathology, they have a major problem with this virus. And people healthy with a very good immune system, they're doing quite well. So it's very important what I call the microbiome, the guts, okay? And that's the key of your health. But the key of your health, the key of, the key of the, your, the, your skin health, the key of your beauty, the, the key of your mental health, everything. Because it's inner beauty and outer beauty, okay? It's not just uh, look like good and inside you're completely rotten, okay? So I think it's a bit of a problem. So uh, uh, what is important is the need to understand nutrition. Even for the skin, we know this, uh, this concept of glycation. For example, you eat too much sugar. If you eat too much quick sugar, you're going to break down the collagen fibers because... It's like caramelized collagen fibers. You got sugar deposit on your collagen fibers and they break down, they stick, they break out. That's what you see these fine lines. You do one woman, when you start seeing fine lines on the skin, not the deep main expression line, okay? When you see the fine line, two reasons, sun damage or glycation. You break down the collagen fibers. This is allowed. Be careful, something wrong with me, okay? It's not normal to have this fine line. Or you go too much to the sun, or you eat too much sugar, simple. So nutrition is key, is essential for me, okay? Even though it's not my job, I'm not gonna speak about as a nutritionist, but controlling what you eat, make food allergy tests, understand? I mean, 
you need to know if you have gluten intolerant, lactose, all these things that everybody talks about. Not only checking, but doing it. Do not I eat what you not. can't eat. Okay? That's essential for your balance, for your immune system. Because if you have a leaking gut syndrome, okay, and the problem with leaking gut syndrome is very simple. Two sorts of people. Some people will have a leaking gut syndrome and they will complain because they have colitis, problem with food, they will know, they will have the alarm, okay? I have something wrong, I can't eat this, I can't eat that. But some people, they will have this problem without signals. They eat, they eat, they eat, they don't understand, they wake up one day, they have colon cancer, they don't know why. And the immune system is completely crashed, and then they have a lot of problems, and they don't see why they have dark circles underneath the eyes, they don't see why they have rosacea, they don't understand why they have spots at 40, why suddenly they have some acne, what's, what's rosacea coming from? Come from that. Simply come from that. It doesn't come from the moon. It comes from what you eat and your inner system. Okay, so we have this problem, by more and more rosacea, more and more this, alopecia, whatever you need it. Okay? You need to know. It's, it, you are just not the head or anesthetic. You have a body, you have a system, you have a brain. It's all work together. It's very important. I think people don't insist enough on this colon system, on the food, on the nutrition. It's not my job, but I do it for me, but it's essential. In the beauty concept, is essential. Because if you don't absorb the nutrients, everybody talk about supplements, vitamins, and this and that. Okay, it's fine, as far as you absorb them. But if you have problem with absorption, you won't absorb them, nothing's going to work, okay? Should I take collagen drink? Should I take this drink? Well, it's a bit of a crap, but it's not the main thing, you know? They're all obsessed with collagen drinks. Honestly, this is the crap. Does it make a and difference, honestly? Does it make a difference, the collagen drinking, or no? Absolutely not. Bullshit. <laughs> Rubbish. I'm glad you said Come. that. Yes, yeah, rubbish. It's a million dollar business, fine, but it's rubbish. It's a joke. Simply a joke. People want to, but instead of focusing on that, they should focus on what they eat, check their, if they have a leaking gut syndrome, focus on that. Because if they do that, they will have a much better immune system, they have much better serotonin, okay? Everything is going to work much better for them. It's not by drinking collagen or hyaluronic acid or I don't know what. That is going to work. I this doesn't to ask, work. I wanted to ask you about the eyelids. Uh, do you believe in the laser, the, the laser that burns the skin on the top of the eye, or do you believe in it, it can only be removed by surgical procedure? Because uh, uh, this plasma, the plasma technique, you mean? I think yeah. it's a bit of a gadget. It's a bit of a gadget. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, it's a gadget. Because if you have a real uh, dermatosialysis, which means if you have a heavy eyelid, it's not going to work for sure. Or you have an, let's say, the classic eyelid surgery in the aging process starts around 40 plus. Mm -hmm. You can have an heavy eyelid. Yeah, you do a quick surgery. It's so simple. Okay, when I see this plasma business, it's a joke because you burn for 10, as I told you. If you do cosmetic medical procedure, I don't see the point being having downtime for 10 days for a minimal result, minimal result, maybe one millimeter if you're lucky, and for 10 days you burn your red, it's like a joke. You do an upper eyelid surgery, even if I don't do it anymore, it takes uh, half an hour, you may be bruised for six days, full top, halas, as you say, it's done, back. 
and you find for the next 20 years. Simple. Why make it complicated sometimes? Okay, the technology is not the answer to everything. Okay, now we have for some people definitely not for the Middle Eastern the the CO2 laser. We do shrinking of the skin with the CO2 laser when we have a lot. If it's the difference, if you have a very sun damaged skin around your eyes, you know, with the lines like the scars because you've been just like the sailor, you know, that you can't do surgery because you can't get rid of the lights. You can't cut enough skin to get rid of the light. So laser CO2, it's wonderful. Whether it's the old-fashioned CO2, whether it's fractionate laser CO2 as I do, that's amazing. And of course, it's going to be 10 days downtime, but, but the result will last 20 years. The result will last 20 years. If you do a plasma gadget, I don't see the point. Honestly, I don't see the point. You don't get a real result, okay? It will not last. Uh, What's the point? I mean, sorry, what's the point? I don't, sometimes you have to be rational, okay? Uh, new technology for new technology is fine if it brings something new. If it takes you backward and it's just a gadget, okay, but I don't see the point. What about threads? Because in the Middle East, there are people that read, are, like in America, they're not pro threads. In Europe, I tell you why. I tell you why. I tell you why. Yeah, tell me why. I want to know. I don't, this, uh, it's a wonderful subject, Fred. I love it. It's very interesting. Uh, uh, okay, that's my new, uh, new thing. Okay, threads, you have everything in threads. You have the mini stimulating thread that you put underneath the skin just to create collagen. Right, it's not going to harm you. It's not going to give you a lot of results. Okay, now let's talk about lifting threads, pulling threads. That's what you want because what is the interest? What is the main issue? We talked about skin, we can we talk about skin, it's, it's essentially both uh, skin care, how to feed and nutrition, that's mostly what we talk about skin. Volume, we talk about volume, fat injection versus um, fillers, etc. Yeah. Now muscle, muscle, main problem, main issues, after 45, that's the main issue. So that's, let's see the, the, the proper overview of the problem of uh, gravity. So you sag, what do you do? <laughs> so you need to lift, right? And the muscle goes from the collarbone, the, the platysma muscle, you know, it's like a ribbon, it goes from the collarbone, if I do that, up to the mandible, uh, the, the malapophis. Okay, simple. So you have a long ribbon, if I do that, it goes up like this. So, it sags, it's too heavy, it's like a long trousers, you need to shorten the trousers. How do you do? Okay, we had up to now, we had only, up to a few years ago, we had only one way. Cutting, facelift. That's mean you undermine the skin, you cut the muscle here, here, you lift it from the top, you shorten one centimeter, two centimeter, three centimeter, whatever you want. Sometimes, most of the time, you change the axis of the muscle is a bit weak. It's okay, it works. You shorten the trousers down for 10 years. Then it depends, as we said at the beginning, because it's just a 2D treatment. You need to adjust the volume. Now they do fat injection in, in the same time. You need to deal with the skin, not to pull too much. So it's like a, a good tailoring job, proper tailoring job with three layers, with three layers. Muscle shortening, volume readjustment, skin readjustment, and eventually rejuvenation by laser peeling in the same time or chemical peeling, whatever, right? So that's a three layer, 3D job. Okay, now how can you tighten the muscle without surgery? That's so, we start having the solution to already with the 
amazing technologies called HIFU, Altera High Frequency Ultrasound. That was the first breakthrough because up to now, we never had any machine capable of working on the muscle layer, on the platysma layer. All the machine we had radio frequency and this and laser and this and that used to work on the skin exclusively. None of these machines were active on the muscle. So the high few, Altera, whatever, any names, you know, and you have this machine based on high few, you have focused ultrasound, they can, and you decide because you have different heads at which depth you want to go. You can go to 1.5 millimeter, 2 millimeter, 3, 4.5, 6, 9, 6. 15, so it's quite, I mean, and it's really precise, which means the ultrasound will work at the precise depth you decide, not above, not below, nothing. So it's perfect. I mean, scientifically, it's really sharp. So, and with this ultrasound, you can make cuts in the area, because usually it's make, the, if you, the, 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 every time you press, it makes a cut, like a, like a cutter, like a knife, of one inch long, one inch long at the depth you want. So when you make cuts, like I would say like 150 cuts here, 150 cuts here, 300 cuts here, 600 for the whole session, you're gonna shrink your muscle average around half a centimeter per session, which is amazing. So gradually depends a lot. And that is, that's why it's the first technology to use when you start having gravity issues because 37, you may be a bit heavy, you may be in the family a bit loose on the muscle, okay. So if you try to lift here and you pinch, you'll see you like maybe half a centimeter, no more, okay. Start, you see it's a bit jolly, a bit starting a bit jolly. If you have the right weight, huh? I'm not talking about heavy fat weight jawline, okay. If you have the right weight and you can be a bit jolly, okay. So, and of course you do Botox for many years, which means you control, because what controls muscle before the sagging? That's why we go back to Botox. Because, and prevention and aging maintenance, you see, all works together. Because the best weapon to prevent the muscles before repairing, we need to prevent, right? Okay. So, what is the best prevention for muscle sagging? Botox. Nothing better. Why? Because it works on the muscle, and that's the concept of Botox. We inject usually Botox on the depressor muscle, the one who is going to bring you down. This, the child, this, that, etc. So that's why it's so important to do Botox on the lower face as much as the upper face, okay? I'm more prone to do Botox on a young woman on the lower face because then that people don't say that because it's a major prevention. Because this muscle, you know, they're going to take you down. You know it, simple. But it's going to take 20, 30, 40, 50 years to do it, but they're going to take it down. So if you tell this muscle on a very early age, 20, 25, 30, doesn't matter. You inject here, you inject the famous nefertiti, what they call nefertiti lift on the muscle, okay, on all the depressor, you're going to stop this muscle dragging you down. First, anticipation, prevention, amazing. So you're going to tame your muscle from a very young age and say, stop dragging me down, okay? Keep cool. Stop. So then already you slow down the aging process. You, you slow down. So instead of maybe having a gravity issues at 35, 40, 45, it's going to be maybe 50, 55. Because you stop that. 
Okay, then maintenance. You start having this bit of sagging. Ultrasound, amazing, because if you do one session, let's say every six months, at the age of 35, 40, you stop it. You repair already. You've lost maybe half a centimeter around this 30 years. Up, recoup, tighten, pin. So you don't even reach the, the thread level or the facelift level. Now, it's a bit heavier. You want a quick fix, or it's a bit heavier. It's mm, AG on facelift, not facelift. Should I do da 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 da? Threads, amazing. So, Let's put on the side the, the mini beautician threads to put underneath the skin to create collagen. Okay, it's like a mini gadget. Doesn't harm. Yes. Okay. But it's not for doctors. It's for beauticians eventually. Now we have lifting threads. We have different type of lifting threads. That is very important. We have first came out the Silhouette Soft, the American one. The PLLA is a dissolvable. It's a thread a long thread with two needles, you can really do suspension. You can, it's fully dissolvable. It's a great thread. I use it for seven, eight years, depending on the vectors. It's up to your art and you know, the, the, the aging process of the woman. You can lift this, you can lift that. You can lift the eyebrow on some women. If you need an eyebrow lift, you can put the silhouette soft like a U shape and lift it. You can create the cat eyes if possible. It depends on anatomical uh, issues because some people you can, some people you can't because it's all tied up, you can't. But some people you can. So it's, like, it's not a no, no, yes, yes. It depends yeah. on the person. So you can create a brow lift, a cat eye. You can lift the cheeks, lift the jawline. I've done some videos on vertical lift, oblique lift. And so you can use this. The interest of the silhouette soft, which is not really mentioned, is you can go into the muscle. Because I remember, as I told you, lifting is first lifting the muscle and adjusting the skin. So when you put only, only the threads underneath the skin, you will adjust the skin, but you won't lift the muscle. That's also the confusion you have with thread lift, because not so many people understand that. Okay, and everybody confused with which kind of thread and this and that. Most of the thread you see coming from Korea, which are really good, some suspension thread, barbs, quite aggressive sometimes, I use the double one, they pull the skin, they don't pull the muscle, right? So if you're 35, 40, it's amazing. Cheekbone, pop, pip, perfect. Because you have a little bit of skin, you want to create tension, you want to create angle, you want to chisel, you want to do like a sort of a thread contouring. You can have fun, you know, you can have fun. You can contour, lift, increase the angle. You can shape face. It's very interesting, yeah. very interesting. So these threads are going underneath the skin. Now the interest part of the silhouette, so they can be put into the muscle, which was my technique, and you, etc. Then you have a muscle lift that becomes seriously competitive with the facelift, surgical facelift. And so I love, and now we have a new generation of threads, permanent threads. It's very interesting. They're French, called spring thread. They made out of silicone with a lot of clogs, clogs, sorry. And the thread is so elastic. It will follow all your facial movement. It's amazing. You don't feel the spikes of the barb sometimes that you can feel sometimes. This and the tension and the unbreakable, unbreakable. You can pull them. They will last seven, ten years. You start from here to here, here to here. 
these new threads are absolutely amazing because you can lift up to two or three centimeters, which is the equivalent of the facelift. These threads, so now if you summarize all that, the need, I know, and that's the reason why the American doesn't like it, the need of a proper facelift goes to, I don't know, 10% of women, maybe. Okay, if you have a woman who wake up at 60, 65, never done anything, fat sores, big boom, bam, smokers, okay, okay, let's do a facelift, but even the facelift won't give so much result, okay? We're talking about a new generation of women who are under maintenance, okay? We're in 2020 now, okay? Yeah. Women start very young, 20, my daughter, she's 27, she started at 22, which is beautiful, I know, even though, okay, I see her friends, I know, I know that, okay, I'm not living in another world. So <laughs> the younger they start, <laughs> young, right? <laughs> yeah. I okay. So, like I always start with Botox, son, because you know there are a lot of people that are against. They do Botox. They do everything, and they're absolutely right to do it. As far as it's reasonable, they don't lose the plot, and they don't become dysmorphic. It's fine. It's exactly. interesting. Okay. I okay. They just always, but okay. Dysmorphic will have maybe one, two percent. Okay. It's not, let's not talk about the exception because it's behaves the, the the concept. So, the, so all these women on maintenance, they know that as far as they're going to do the ultrasound, the Botox, they will slow down. Then the ultrasound, you see there's a gra graduation. You don't start with the thread, you don't start with the surgery, you start gradually, okay? So when you maintain, it's all soft aging, it's all soft, you slow down, cool and easy, fine. And then maybe you reach the step of threads. You put not the permanent thread to start with, you may start with few Korean to leave that to lots of famous models, okay, lots, because they, some models are beautiful, they're extremely well known, you're not going to plump up a cheek suddenly, boom, okay, you're not even going to recognize that, and you know how sensitive is the face of a model with the camera and the light, because when you change the volume of your face, the density, the reflection of the light is not the same anymore, right? And this camera magic face you have is magic because it's your density, your skin, it makes your model different than any other pretty woman. It's based on that. So you're not going to play with density and volume because you kill them. Maybe prettier, maybe younger, but it's finished. On camera, they're dead. They don't reflect the light the same way. They don't absorb the light the same way. So it's very fragile. Formula One, you have to be very careful. So Fred is perfect because Fred is giving more tension, no more volume, no more density to the skin, better reflection on the light, perfect. And this girl, they're skinny, they, they control everything, so it depends who you talk to, you know, so we, on which face you're dealing with. But, and so you have these silhouettes of threads, and then you have these new permanent threads, amazing, amazing, especially for people really heavy, you know, they really need a facelift. They really need a facelift. It's three centimeters. Oh my God, how am I going to do? See what stuff is not strong enough. So now you have this new friend. And they're amazing. Three centimeters, especially for men, heavy men, heavy nasal, heavy fall, heavy woman, heavy, heavy. Heavy, heavy, no limits anymore. That was really the, the, the territory of facelift. Even though, even this is going to go up. So of course, who's going to do facelift? Very few people. America is a big problem because they love facelift. They make so much money on facelift. They charge so much for facelift. So and the, 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 the plastic surgery world is very strong, very united. They say, no, 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 don't come here. Don't come here. Don't touch this. They try to launch Silhouette Soft. 
Because Silusov is a joke, he's American, it's made, by, made in America. No, no American doctors wants it, I should tell you for once. They've never been able to create the hyaluronic acid that to buy it, but they create this rest and they, they don't want it because it jeopardizes the, 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 the facelift. They're not going to charge five, six, seven thousand for fresh. They prefer they prefer seventy thousand for facelift because they're not. These people should throw the knife because it's not going to be used anymore. Do you understand that? If you're seriously honest, doesn't mean we're not going to do facelift anymore. But less and less and less. Or we can also accompany the facelift with sweats, which a lot. Finally, most of the European surgeon, the last meeting, even on on video. Most of the European surgeons, French, uh, Turkish, Italian, whatever, they combine threads. They're honest now. They go back to the thread because they cannot refuse it. It's so efficient, certain type of threads. So, but there's a lot of confusion with the concept of thread. People say, ah, try, my friend did it. They don't know if like, it's the beautician who put a mini thread or lifting thread. I mean, there's a lot of confusion in this big basket of threads. So, there is something very serious about Fred. There is something a bit gadgety about Fred. And, and you need training. You need training. That is the problem. Because most of the young cosmetic doctors, the GPs, dermatologists, when they are doctors, some are not doctors, most of them are anymore. It's frightening. So if you haven't been a surgeon, and that's why is the surgeon need to take over this concept. Because it's a sort of surgical thing. When you go into the muscle, quite deep, to get a good result with a good pull with threads on the muscle, with permanent threads, you better be a surgeon, you better know what you do. So this is the, this, the, the problem now, with who's doing what, and who has the courage to do it, and who has the big mouth, and go on Instagram and say, this is bullshit, this is rubbish, this is good, this is bad. So, it's, it's a bit, so there's a lot of misinformation, information, weird information. I don't know. That's why there's so much confusion. Uh, no, no, I'm happy you cleared it out. We, I want to talk about now about your line. Uh, you have a line, uh, you have, I just did those. Skincare line, skincare line. So let's I talk about it. I did it a long time ago. Sorry? Sorry, what? We, I no, no, I I did my skincare line a long time ago. In fact, I started by doing a skincare line for Sydney Crawford in America. We had a partnership a long time ago, in 2000, long time ago, it's 20 years now. Yeah, I remember, uh, Meaningful Beauty, I remember it. Meaningful Beauty, absolutely. So yeah. we had, because Sydney was my patient for many years, and he said, i tell you a story about this. It's very interesting about how things change in, within 20 years, and the concept of beauty, the concept of youth can be so changing sometimes. I, to tell you, it's a true story. Uh, uh, so Sydney was my patient for many, many years, right, uh, 25, 26, 27, around 20, 33, at the age of 33, uh, 1990, 2000, she's been told that she was too old and she's been fired from Revlon. She was the face of Revlon, if you remember, for many years. And at the age of 33, early, 20, early 2000, the trend was youth, 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 youth. I mean, uh, like a hysterical youth, 16 years old. After 16, you're dead, you're finished, you're 20, it's finished. It was, you, we had this period for five, 10 years, it was a bit sick. So, and 
these companies, they follow the trend, they take Sydney, listen, darling, you're out, go home, make babies, go find Khalas, finished. <laughs> Interesting, no? When you think about the carriage, yes. And, and now she's 54, she's born in 1966, so I'm 54. So I said to her, listen, Tidi, I know you, I work on you. We do vitamin, we do, I said, this is the most stupid thing I've ever heard in my life. I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you that not only are you going to age amazingly, I'm going to keep you, and your value will increase year after years, after years, after years. I can bet with you anything you want. And I was right. So now, early 2000. And I said, stop that. So I got this idea. I said, why don't we do the skincare line? Blah, blah, blah. So she decided to make, and I, was, I created the whole thing. It said, it was quite, still a big success in America, mass market. It's a mass market product, but high quality product for mass market. Very interesting. Then when I did that, it was the beginning of the doctor's brand in America. Dr. Brand, Dr. Murad, Dr. This, Dr. That. And I said, well, I don't do mine because I was already into the uh, chemistry formulation because it took us two, three years to set up the whole concept. I said, I'm going to do mine. So I did mine, different level, uh, upmarket. Upmarket, okay, is a kind of marketing concept. Um, I try to see things differently. That's the, the reality. Forget the marketing and the price and this and that. I try to see things differently. You know, the, the, the French, we are a bit weird sometimes, and we are like philosophy, and, and we like this concept of deconstruction, right? Deconstruct, we deconstruct. We try to see the pieces and see how it works. And I realized, in fact, that whatever they say about skincare, there's a lot of stories. You know, to sell skincare, you need to have a lot of beautiful stories. That's the way it works, okay? You have to tell stories. This rule number one in marketing when you sell skincare. But, and, I, and I was shocked at the time because people say to me, ah, you're gonna do skincare, okay, okay. So first, the story. Second, the packaging. Third, you make the product. <laughs> so I say, what? <laughs> now, that's weird. Yeah, 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 that's the way it works. That's the way it works. Because in the big company at the time, and still now, they come with a story, with the face, with the packaging. Then the marketing company say, we're going to sell this product at this price. Then they come to see the chemist, last one, last wheel on the car. They say, hey, this product should cost this. Make your job, right? Simple. Wow. <laughs> I say, why don't we do the other way around? Why don't we, I didn't care, I was, I was enjoying the, the concept. I said, why don't we think about the ingredients, what your skin needs, let's see what your skin needs and how it works. Let's see, let's not think about the price, let's put the price down for the moment, how much it's gonna cost, we'll see at the end, it's not a problem, we'll see, we will adjust, we'll see. I was not in a rush, you know, I was having fun. And I say, let's, what works, what your skin needs, what concentration of ingredients for each ingredient is needed to get the result which is announced, and then we'll see. And working on this concept, one thing came to my mind very easily was the concept of serum, okay? Which is so popular now. I was the first one to launch a range of serum, like serum bar. It was, except serum repair, uh, the, the, the Estée Lauder, night, night, whatever, night repair. At the time, there was not so many serum on the market. There was not so many serum. It was very cream, cream, cream. Okay, but 
The cream is fine. A, cream, a standard cream is fine, but it's still a combination of ingredient of oil and water and preservative and emulsifier, blah, 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 a lot of things, lots of things in the salad. Uh, and you don't get exactly what you want the way you want. And, and one thing is very important. The cream is a standard product. It's one size fits all, in a way. Okay, you can buy a cream for a dry skin, oily skin, a combination skin, but it's a bit of a one size fits all. It's not on a tailor-made, bespoke treatment for my skin, my skin needs, I do I feed my skins, everybody's different, same for the food. Some doesn't like lactose, gluten, same thing, okay? So, like I say, we need to think, we need skincare. It's not a miracle thing, but it's a necessity. You need to feed your skin on a daily basis the same way you, skin your, you feed your body. Simple, simple. It's a necessity, right? Depending in which country in the world you're living, the humidity, the dryness, everything is different. Your skin is different. You're born with the skin. Right. So first you need to understand what your skin is. Okay, dry combination, oily. Okay, first you know. So what, and what the skin needs? Skin needs oil, skin barrier, essential, vital, essential. Unless you have a very oily skin, nature provides too much oil for your skin. Unless you have a very dry skin, nature has provided, I forgot to provide sebum gland, so your skin is very dry. It's even more essential to provide, to supply oil to your skin every day. Then you need what? Hydration, hyaluronic acid. Hydration depends on the environment where you live, humidity, dry air conditioning, Middle East, all air conditioning all the time, super drying, super drying. You drink water, Middle Eastern, not like so much water. So, Okay, and then you have what? I need to prevent the aging process of my skin. How do you do that? First, what, check what you eat, one. Second, what are the good antioxidant, anti-aging ingredients? Okay, there's plenty, plenty, plenty. And that's it, is about it. Then you have other issues, pigmentation, spot, breakout, that's different. Okay, that's different. Basic, you need to moisturize, hydrate, anti-aging. Simple. I can deliver, and your skin is different from your neighbor, from anyone. And your skin is different as a woman because your woman varies all the time because you have cycle, you have periods, you have ups and downs. Yeah. It's different. You have menopause, then you have not the hormonal impregnation, you have nothing left. Okay? So even you is not the same. You can't use the same moisturizer. So forget the marketing. Go for your skin needs. So the concept of serum was uh, obvious. Then I start making very powerful serum, oily serum, pure with amazing, same thing, a cream. Think about the ingredient. A cream is a mineral oil most of the time, okay? Mineral oil, not maybe the top quality, okay? So the moisturizer is not top quality. One is not petroleum, a sort of silicone crap, which goes silky on your skin and makes it feel beautiful, but doesn't no nourish the yeah. skin. Doesn't nourish the skin, it's like a plaster. Looks good, feels good, but nothing behind. Okay, it's like drinking collagen, nothing behind. So, <coughs> the idea, the concept. So, I use, for example, in my rose oil, I use a pure organic cold press rose oil, first top quality. Doesn't irritate the skin, doesn't clog the skin. Perfect. And you adjust to your needs. I don't know your skin. 
you touch your skin, some days you're a bit dryish, sometimes you're a bit oilish, but you put less. You don't need to slap on your face the cream. You adjust to your own needs today. What's as my skin today? Dry, really. To travel is different. Okay, so you adjust your need. Hydration, hyaluronic acid, you blend the same quantity. What is that hyaluronic acid? Hyaluronic acid doesn't create dehydration. Hyaluronic acid is a molecule within your skin, which we all have, but it's depleted with age, and you need to restore it topically. It's a sponge, it's just a sponge. Sponge to capture the moisture, to capture the water. So it's an hydratant in terms of capturing. So it means if you live in a very dry environment and you forget to drink water, it's like, as I say always, having a dry sponge on the dry table, nothing. You need the interface, okay? So hyaluronic acid is fine, but you need something, you need something to capture. And very be careful with hyaluronic acid because people with very dry skin will have a lot of bad surprise with hyaluronic acid because it's dry. The skin is dry, there's nothing, there's no moisture, right? And they put something that's gonna dry up even the skin. So that's why it's all flaky. So that's why you better mix, unless you have an oily skin, of course, you better mix your hyaluronic acid with an oily serum. Very important. Then I made another serum with the top, and I said, okay, now we want anti-aging. So I'm gonna pack up all the top antioxidant with veratrol, vitamin C, this one, and da 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 anti-aging. Pack that all in a highly, highly, highly concentrated serum. I want to do it in the Guinness Book of Records just for fun. I said, I'm gonna make a 95% serum of that concentration of active ingredients, full. I say, How, what is the maximum for my team? She said, okay, 95%, we need 5% of water. That's why I did with my youth serum. <coughs> That's the base. And we had also one of the amazing multitasker antioxidant, but also collagen builder, depigmented is famous vitamin C. We've been the first one, I've been the first one. We have a special yeah, patent. Yeah, my powder is unique. You can find this powder anywhere, okay, because Thank God I had a genius partner. Uh, he had this patent to make this powder cream. It's not, there was some uh, vitamin C powder, but they were fruit powder. They were not melting and they were not 100% vitamin C. When you have this fruit powder with vitamin C, they come with minerals, they come with different things. It's not the same. We made a pharmaceutical grade from Bayer, Bayer Pharmaceutical, 20%, 27%, vitamin C, pharmaceutical grade, pure powder in a technology called the powder cream. That's my patent. So powder cream, which, because the problem with vitamin C, if you put it in a serum, if you put it in a cream, it deoxidized very quickly. It's, it's the nature of vitamin C, get oxidized with the air, unless you can't. But we find this amazing technology, this powder, in fact, is like mini bubbles, mini vines, which are locking the vitamin C, and they're not in contact with the air, okay? Only when you rub the vitamin C, then you release the vitamin C. So the vitamin C is always fresh, but if you, the, my vitamin C powder has to be kept in a cool, dry place, very sensitive. Everything with vitamin C is very sensitive. So if you keep it near the heater on the, on the window with the sun, it will turn beige, and you will see it. So it's off, finished, dead. It's a cool, dry place, and only so you can blend this vitamin C. So at the end, that was my idea. Raw material, high concentration, best quality, 
raw material, you do your own chemistry, which is very basic. But you need to have a, understand moisturizing, hydrating, anti-aging, it's not so complicated, okay? And understand your skin, only can, you can, because you can touch your skin. This is, this is oily T-zone, this is right. simple, uh, basic, quite basic, and that's it. And then you do your own mixture every day, adjusted to your own needs, to your cycle as a woman, to the environment you are these days, that's it. And you have a bespoke skincare routine and you feed your skin properly. That's it. That's all skincare is meant to do. Of course, we have special issues. We talk about pigmentation, we have new ingredients, we talk about different things. But the rest is all marketing. But your skin has real needs. It's, it's not a joke. Skincare routine is very important because you have to feed your skin cleverly. Very important. The same way you have to feed your body. That's it. Simple. After we can talk about London, I want to come on a tour when I can fly to London, you know, Saudi Arabia now it's closed. I want to come to your clinic and we do a tour. Maybe even do a visual on how you do the clinic. You know, sitting with you right now is not enough. I want to have a pure visual. So definitely when flights okay. open, I want to come visit your clinic and I want to do a full visual. And yeah, and we'll have an, in one year we'll have an amazing new clinic. In one year we'll have a new amazing clinic also coming. By the so, time we can fly back to London or Paris, you, you'll yes, be... Yes, 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 yes. You're welcome anytime, anytime. I'm so excited to visit you and I'm so happy. You're so informative. I feel this session is not enough. We should do another one because I'm getting so many questions. Like I don't even know where to start, but the Instagram okay. has an hour. But uh, definitely, I have to see you soon in London, and I want to visit your clinic and do a full tour and talk about what you do. I want to do the, a video of the thread of the threading you do live. <laughs> oh yeah, I do different things. Yeah, yeah, I get, uh, with pleasure, great pleasure, because this is my new uh, my new field. I love it. Yeah, me too. Because I think it's, it's the nice future. Definitely, the future is going to replace surgery. It's going to replace facelift. I'm soon. sure it will. <laughs> I'll be the first one. <laughs> Yeah, let's see you. Thank you so much, doctor. And I my really pleasure, Dada. My Bye. pleasure. Most welcome, always. See you. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.